Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. And it's great to be with you today. Would you uh, go ahead also, just welcome in all of our locations right now, all of our campuses and everyone watching online. We're so glad that you're here. And uh, whether you attend Celebration regularly or you know, you're new to Celebration or it's your first time, uh, on behalf of Carrie and I and our entire church family here. We're so glad that you're here. And if you're watching online and you're checking us out online and you haven't been uh, to one of our live locations yet, we really encourage you to, to come and because uh, you are gonna love it. Isn't that right, church? They're gonna love it. And you're gonna feel right at home. And uh, we wanna see you here. Awesome. You can go ahead and be seated. As you're being seated, make sure you... Turn around and give out a few handshakes and high fives and hugs and all that good stuff. So good to see you. And uh, it's great, great to be back. Um, many of you know I've been, uh, I've been uh, in Zimbabwe and South Africa and, uh, and also Paris. I've been overseas for about a month now, and uh, I really look forward to giving you guys an update uh, with all God's doing over there. And first of all, I just want to thank you for, uh, for your giving, for your tithes and your offerings. And uh, just let you know that, you know, because part of that goes over to Zimbabwe and I wanna let you know that the church over there is doing great. They have almost 7,000 people. They have 18 locations now. And uh, yeah, it was just, and not only that, you can just sense they're, they're just at the next level as a church there and uh, the influence that they have in that country. And um, I wanna thank you as well. You know that we, we feed 25,000 kids uh, every day over there, Monday through Friday. That's a lot of meals. You know that? It's like a, it's a lot of meals, like 125,000 meals uh, every week. And we got to see some of those feeding centers and, and some of the care points. Uh, and it was just amazing. And then, of course, uh, with Paris, you know, um, we launched the church. We, we call it a soft launch. It's just kind of the launch team as we're forming teams over there uh, this past March. And we were over there uh, planning uh, a big, our big awakening event. We're doing Awakening Paris uh, this fall. And you might be asking, what in the world are we doing in Paris? I've asked God that question about a hundred times now. And, uh, you know, there's a, um, a, a very, there's a, there's, there's, believe it or not, some very prophetic alignment with Jacksonville and with Paris. And I'll be talking about that in the coming weeks. Uh, but what I want to do today, I want to kind of uh, set the table today and I want to talk about vision. And I'm going to talk about some of these things in future weeks. You know, we have a lot going on with our Dream Center, of course, with Zimbabwe and Paris, of course, with a lot of initiatives here in Jacksonville, uh, here at the arena and Orange Park and, and Regency and elsewhere. And uh, it seems like there's a whole lot uh, going on, and there is. Um, 
but what I want you to see is, you know, you might say, we have a lot of things going on. Well, we do, but we really have one thing going on. And that is being led by God in this spirit of revival. And all of these things are very, very connected uh, with what God has called us to do in this next season. And I really wanna encourage you because you know, the first half of the year was awesome. The second half of the year is gonna be even better. And I'm gonna talk to you about that today. And, and before we pray, I do want another thing with a lot we have going on with is our youth. And I wanna remind you that our youth camp is eight days away. And uh, yeah, so look, we've got about, I think about 500 kids going and we have a, a room for a couple of hundred more. So I would just, you know, any student that you know uh, or your own student for sure, or your son or daughter, please get them to youth camp. It's only $150. I think we've uh, made it half price. And then we also have scholarship money and it's just gonna be such a powerful time. I'll be there and uh, you know, so I'll be there laying hands on everybody and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. But um, you just, you want your young person there. Amen? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Let me give you a scripture here and, uh, and then we're gonna get into today's message. And you know, it's raining outside. They say it's gonna rain for about three hours. So they've increased my clock there. I, they, I have, I have, I have 36 minutes on the clock left. They've increased that to two hours and 36 minutes. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Only kidding, only kidding. I promise you I'll get to my first close in 36 minutes, I will. But uh, Proverbs 29, Proverbs 29 verse 18. It says, where there's no prophetic vision the people cast off restraint. But blessed is he who keeps the law. Uh, you might've read this verse in other translations where it says, where there is no vision, people perish. But really a more accurate translation is what it's saying here, where there's no prophetic vision or no now revelation, people begin to drift. They begin to drift from the purposes of God. And what I'm bringing you today that'll kind of set the table for the next few weeks with vision, I'm bringing you a prophetic word from the Lord for our church in this season and in this time. I got this when I was in Zimbabwe and I thought maybe it was just for the church there, but as I've been praying about it, I believe it's for our church globally. And vision is so important. See, here's, here's the thing about vision, okay? So just think of vision in the natural. If I have no vision, okay, if I'm blind, if I can't see, it's not that things aren't out there. Like if I cover my eyes right now, it's, it's not that you're not out there, it's just I can't see what's out there. And when we don't have spiritual vision, what happens is we think that, well, Breakthrough's not out there. Freedom's not out there. God's purpose, those things aren't out there, but they are, they're right there in front of your eyes. You just have to have eyes to see. You know, I wear glasses. Glasses really help me. I can't, uh, now actually I'm good at seeing far, I can see real far away. So I see you 
picking your nose up there on the last row. So I'm just kidding. I know it was just a scratch. It wasn't a pick. I'm, but really right in front of me, I can't, I, I, I can't see very well without my glasses, but watch. When I put my glasses on, now I have clarity. Now I can see. Now I have the right perception of distance and definition that, I've, okay, I see who this person is. I know where to walk and all those things are like that. And what I wanna present to you today is that praise is what activates vision. Praise is what gives us clarity and perception where we can see where to walk, where we can see what God is doing. It all starts with praise. And not just praise like we have praise and worship, that's a big part of it, but really having a lifestyle of praise. You know, the song we were singing there, it's, it's right out of what we talk about in our foundations class and we talk about covenant. You know, we talk about, it's right out of Exodus uh, chapter six, where God uh, delivers Israel out of Egypt and he, he saves them, he delivers them, he sets them free and he does all of that. He does all of that. So he says this, because you're my people now, you're mine, you belong to me, your loyalty is to me, your praise is to me. And when we're in covenant relationship with God, listen, that means everything that God has is ours. God has vision for your life. He wants you to see. He has all these great miracles and blessings and breakthroughs, but what He wants from you is praise. What He wants from you is loyalty. What He wants from you is He wants, he wants Himself to be your God and for you, under, to, for you to understand you belong to Him, that you're precious to Him, that He's jealous for you, and that this relationship, this covenant relationship that we have together, God will give you everything. Everything God has is yours. But we, what he asks from you is praise. Can I get a good amen? amen? Father, we just thank you for today. And Lord, I just pray for the next 31, 51, or 101 minutes, Lord, as the rain comes down and there's nowhere to go, God. <laughs> that you move in this place. And Lord, I just give you, these are your people, we're your people. So we come to you, we, 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 we give you your church for you to speak in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. So, you know, it's obviously, you know, this year has been a very special year. You know, we believe we're in a new time. You know, we've, we've entered into a great season of revival and we've been learning about how revival brings restoration. And you know, even though the beginning or the first half of this year was awesome, I really believe that through this passage of scripture, God has shown me that the second half of this year is gonna be even greater. And there's a shift happening right now. Listen, there's, there's a shift, a prophetic shift happening right now where God is, hell, there's grace there for what I call for you to see, for your spiritual eyes to be opened. There's grace to let go of old mindsets. There's grace to forgive people 
that you haven't been able to forgive. There's grace to let things go. And that's because it's a new day. It's not just a new season. It's a new time. It's a new time in the kingdom where God is ready for his people to be the covenant people that he's called them to be. And he doesn't ask for perfection, but he does ask for praise. And so I wanna read some passages here out of Isaiah 43. And it's interesting, this is one of those chapters in the Bible, and if I had a, a, a title for this message, it could be a, a tale of two cities, a tale of two churches, a tale of, of two Christians, and it's what we see many times in the Bible where God is, is giving this promise. And he's saying, look, I'm doing this new thing and I'm pouring out my spirit and now is the time. And you, you, well, you, if, if you see it, you can seize it. And, 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 and if you'll, you'll see it, I'm doing all of these things. And if you'll lay hold of it, I, I have all these great things for you. But at the same time, as he's saying that, there's also a warning. There's also a bit of a rebuke where he's saying, man, can't, can't you see this? And if you see I'm doing and I'm willing to do all these things, why are you still, you know, in your sin? Why are you still not honoring me? Why are you still treating me this way? It's very similar to what we see in the book of Revelations. In Revelations, when Jesus addresses the churches, there's these promises and then there's these warnings. Well, church, I want celebration church to be the church that lays hold of the promise. Come on, I want our light to shine bright. See, God gives us the promise, but how that promise is realized is through our praise. And that's what I wanna talk to you about today. If you will give God praise, and I'm gonna define what that is, if you will give him praise, I'm telling you, your vision will be activated and your life will never be the same. You know, when we were over in Zimbabwe one afternoon, uh, Carrie and I and our, our girls in Stovey, we had the privilege, we went into a neighborhood, a very, very uh, poor uh, area outside of Bulawayo in Zimbabwe. And uh, we were with the pastor of our location there, our church there. And he, we, we wanted to go, he wanted to bring us to a house and, uh, and pray for family. And this family had recently gotten saved and uh, they were involved in witchcraft. There's a whole lot of witchcraft and cults and just all kind of craziness over there. And uh, you know, just like there's craziness over here. You know, here's the thing, every culture has their deal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> every culture has their false gods and their issues and all that. And everybody needs Jesus and everybody needs to be delivered and everybody needs to be set free. And so, you know, he was all fired up. He's like, man, please come pray. You know, her whole family, she led her whole family to the Lord. They've been at church about six months. She's super committed. She's always at church praising God. She's always serving. She feeds kids at one of our care points. So Carrie and I and the kids uh, went over there and, and we brought her some groceries and, and some, and you know, we prayed for her and her her uh, daughter there and the husband was gone and we, we prayed for him and blessed the house and we're like, is there anything else? Now the pastor's translating for me and we're like, is there, is there anything else? She's like, oh no, thank you and, and all that. But I noticed when we were praying for her and talking to her, she wasn't quite like engaging us. Like she wasn't like looking right at us. It was like there was a, a disconnect. 
And so when we were walked out of the house, the pastor came and got me. And he said, he said, uh, Pastor Stovall, we have to go back. He said, we, when we asked her if there was anything else we could pray for her about, I was certain she was going to say her eyes because she can't see. Her vision is very, very poor. And it's just a miracle she's able to do what she, uh, you know, what she's able to do. But I, w- I want to pray that God heal her. I was like, awesome. I was like, do you have some anointing oil? And he's like, no. I said, well, you're a bad pastor. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. Because I knew we had oil because part of the groceries that we had brought her with rice and all this was this uh, huge gallon of corn oil. So I knew that we had oil in the house. So we go in and we say, we want to pray that your sight, we want to pray that God heals your vision, your sight. So Carrie is with me and all the kids and, and uh, she was excited. So all we had was the corn oil, you know? So come on, your pastor's following the Holy Spirit with corn oil. And uh, so, so, man, I, I go for it, man. I like, I'm dipping my hands in there, man. We're corn oiling it up. In Zimbabwe, and I feel led and I ask her to close her eyes and I close her eyes and, and I lay my hands on her. And we just begin to, to, to pray healing. And I remember just saying the words, see, 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 and the pastor's translated, see in Jesus' name. And so we stood back and her eyes stayed closed for a long time. So I was thinking, oh no, man, I, I messed up her eyes even more with this corn oil. You know, I've gotten corn oil in her. And her eyes, and uh, and um, she finally, she, uh, she, you know, she's kind of swaying back and forth. She finally opened her eyes, and the pastor was like, "What do you see?" And she said, "I don't, I don't see anything yet, but a bright, bright light. I just see a bright, bright light." And so we left, and uh, I. I you know, told the pastor, let, let me know, you know, about this family and all that. And he texted me back a couple of days later and he said, pastor, I have to tell you that God totally healed that woman's vision. Totally healed. Totally healed her vision. And the neighborhood knows it and she's so excited. She's going around telling everybody about Jesus and how Jesus healed her vision. And see, that's what's gonna happen to some of you today, spiritually speaking. The Spirit of God is saying, see, see, see. And many of you, your spiritual eyes are gonna open you're, you're gonna be activated. You're gonna see things the way they really are in God's perspective for the very first time. And when you see it, man, you're, it's gonna ignite you to go totally even deeper into your relationship with God where you tell people about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. See, here's the thing about praise. Praise changes our perspective. 
Praise provides the seeds that when God begins to water, when God begins to move, the harvest comes up. And what I wanna tell you today in this new season, in this new time that we're entering in is listen, it is a season where there's no more delays. It's a season where if you have seed in the ground, I'm telling you the rains are not coming. I'm telling you it's raining right now. And I'm telling you there's a harvest coming up and there's breakthrough coming up and there's miracles coming up, but you've got to see it. Because with every new time and new season and new move of God, what it requires is getting rid of old mindsets, old thinking patterns, old systems of operation. And what God is gonna do today is he's gonna give you eyes to see and you're gonna let go of some of those old patterns and, and, and old things that, that keep you from seeing what God has for you. And this is what God's saying in Isaiah 50, 43. Look what he says. He says, but now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. Look at this, just like we were seeing, singing. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've bought you. You are mine. I have called you by name. You are mine. The first thing that you need to understand in getting your spiritual sight is very, very interesting in, 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 in receiving the vision God has for you. Very interesting. God says, Jacob, I created you, but Israel, I formed you. Now, if you understand, you know, or if you're familiar with the Bible, Jacob and Israel were one and the same person. Jacob is human name. It means deceiver or trickster. And we see that in his life as he was growing up and he was always, you know, kind of, you know, being deceptive and, and, and not telling the truth and tricking and conniving and trying to get ahead and all those kind of things until one day a different time came. And in that time, God showed up and there was an encounter with God. And after that encounter, God said, you know what? No longer is your name Jacob. No longer is your name deceiver. No longer is your name trickster, but your name is Israel. Israel means governed by God. Israel means belonging to God. And the first thing that you need to see correctly is that even though we all have some Jacob in us and from time to time we act like Jacob, God doesn't see you as a deceiver. He sees you as a son. He sees you as a daughter. He doesn't relate to you according to your sins or your mistakes. You've got to see yourself as Israel is governed by God, as a child of God, as a daughter of God. Israel was never favored because of the good things they did or didn't do. But Israel had God's favor because they were called by God and they were in covenant relationship with him. And you know, the only time that they lost that favor or you could say that favor didn't manifest itself was when they didn't give God praise. They stopped being loyal to God. Now, now listen, God's not calling you to be perfect, 
but he is calling you to give him praise. And you might be saying this, you might be saying, well, you know what, I've been, I've been unfaithful. You know what, we've all been unfaithful. But I want you to think about this. One time, I remember one time, I was just down on myself and I was just like, God, how can you use me? How can you use someone like me? I've, I've seems like I fail so many times. I do so many stupid things. I'm, I'm unfaithful. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit lovingly rebuked me. And he said, Stovall, is unfaithfulness about falling down or is it about staying down? Is faithfulness about how many times you fall or if you get back up? And God said, as long as you get back up, you are always faithful. Some of you, you've fallen. You've fallen a lot. That doesn't mean you're unfaithful because you've gotten back up. Listen, you're here in God's house today. You know what that says about you? You're faithful. You're here for God. You're here because you're still believing God. Come on, the devil couldn't, the devil couldn't take you out on your worst day because your worst day with God is better than the devil's best day. Look at this. He says, you're mine. He says, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned and the flame shall not consume you. I love this. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. So listen, the fire and the river and the water, these trials, listen, it's not talking about in here. It's talking about when you're out there. And here's what God's saying. When you understand that you belong to me, that you're my sacred space, when you're out in the workplace or when you're with your family or where you go to school or in your neighborhood or wherever you are, you know what? I'm gonna cause situations where there's fires and there's floods and there's things going on. And guess what? You're gonna be right in the middle of it. You know why? Because God needs a witness in the fire. God needs a witness in the trial. You're gonna go through things and you're thinking that, what have I done? Listen, it's not even about you. It's about the person that God wants to reach through your witness. God's saying, listen, when you go through the fire, you're not gonna stay there. I'm bringing you through. I'm bringing you through the rivers. I'm bringing you through. Stop thinking that you're staying at a place where God's bringing you through and understand that you're called to be a witness in the trial. Remember what Neb Nebuchadnezzar did? Every time I say Nebuchadnezzar, I want to say Nebuchadnezzar. All that bad doctrine from Veggie Tales. Remember Nebuchadnezzar, you know what he wanted? He wanted loyalty. He told those three Hebrew kids who are all about riot age, all between 14 and 16 years old. He said, you're gonna be loyal to me. You're not gonna be loyal to Yahweh. He said, you're gonna bow down. And if you don't, I'm gonna put you in that fire. You know what they said? We can only be loyal to our God. 
he put him in that fire and the fire didn't burn him up. And then he looked in there. <laughs> Remember what they said? They're like, man, I thought we put three of those dudes in there. But look, there's, there's a fourth person in that fire. You know, you want to know what the good thing about the trial is? You want to know what the good thing about the fire is? That's where Jesus is. And if you'll be faithful in the fire, God will show up and do a miracle. And it was a witness to all of Babylon. When you're out there at your job, when you're out there at the marketplace, you know what this nation is? This is Babylon. It's the world system. And if you'll be faithful to God, and if you'll begin to see, if you'll get up, and when we get into this mobilization uh, phase where we're gonna anoint everyone with oil, that's a whole thing that we're gonna get to in a few weeks. But listen, if you will get up, and come on, I'm gonna have a thing where you can, you can go online, and I'm gonna give you your morning encouragement. I'm telling you, if you'll say, Lord, lead me today, help me see with your eyes. I'm telling you, the miracles are not in here. They're out there. The promotions are not in here. They're out there. And it doesn't matter. Listen, it doesn't matter where you are, who you're around. Do you understand? You're God's sacred space. You know, when we were in um, Paris, one night we went out to eat me and some of the staff, and I picked the restaurant because I wanted this certain type of food. I didn't really know about the restaurant. And when we went into the restaurant, they set us down. It's kind of this weird vibe, man. And what it was, was we were all eating. They had all these tables under this massive idol. I mean, massive, massive idol. Like this massive demonic idol to this false God. And you know, when we, listen, the, 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 it might be a false God in that it's not the God, but there's demonic power behind those idols. And one of the guys uh, with me looked at me, he's like, pastor, this is not a Christian place. And I looked at him and I said, now it is. Let me tell you who has the authority in this place. Do we believe what we sing when we say heaven's in us? Do we believe that greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world? Do we believe that? Do we believe Christ in us, the hope of glory? What, 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 what do we spoke? Oh no, an evil idol. Nah, 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 nah. No, I'm hungry. I'm eating food. I rebuke you, demon. This is Jesus's place now. It's at least Jesus's place for the next hour while I'm here. 
Listen, in your workplace, I don't care if they lie about you. I, I don't, what, what's going on in there? Listen, that's your assignment. You're in there. You're the idol people need to worry about. You're God's sacred space. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Wherever you go, anything can happen because Jesus is with you. Where was I? Mm. You have to see yourself how God sees you. You're forgiven, you're loved. Your son is your daughter, and listen, your sacred space. You're sacred. That's what that word sanctify. God sets you apart, He indwells you now. Your sacred space for God. Look what it says, Isaiah 43. Skip down to verse 11. It says, I am the Lord and besides me there is no Savior. I declared and saved and proclaimed when there was no strange God among you. Look at this. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and I am God. And henceforth I am he. I love this. There is none who can deliver from my hand. I work who can turn it back? Some of you think you've disqualified yourself. Listen, the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. The call of God on your life, the dream that God has given you, some of you think it's dead. It's not dead, it's just dormant. When God does a work, who can reverse it? Who can turn it back? Your mistakes can't negate the promises of God. So stop living like your life doesn't matter. And stop chasing things that you know where it's gonna end. You know where it's going. You should have broke up with that person a month ago. And I'm not talking about your husband, don't be I'm talking about single people. And don't tell me you're a missionary dater. Don't tell me that. That guy's in mission field. No, Zimbabwe is your mission field. You belong to God. Your loyalties to God. Don't be unequally yoked. Don't live like your life doesn't matter. Don't work at your job like your job doesn't matter. It's your assignment. It works. It's where God has you to be a light and a witness. It's where God wants to do miracles. Your assignment is part of your ministry. How can we be witnesses? How can we be lights unless God assigns us to whatever field or whatever area that you work in in the marketplace or school or, you know, if you're a stay-at-home Mom, all of these things are important. All of these things matter. So here's what he says in 43. Look what he says. He says, remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Very important. Look, behold, I'm doing a new thing. I, not I will do a new thing. I am doing a new thing. 
Now, when God does a new thing, it's actually the old thing. It's the original thing. And that is God wants to bless you. That is God wants to deliver you. That is God wants you to have spiritual vision and be walking in your calling. He always restores us to the original intent. What did he tell the church in Revelation? He says, look, you've fallen. You've got to return to your first love. Look, he's doing this new thing. Look, he says, now it springs forth. Everybody say now. Guess what now means? Now. I'm telling you, this is the word of the Lord for this church for the second half of this year. Now, watch this. Now, God is doing this thing. I'm gonna show it to you where places that were barren are now fruitful and there's no delay. Places that were a wilderness are all of a sudden gonna have life without delay. Things that you've given up on are all of a sudden gonna happen without delay. This is the season of no more delay. It is the season where while you were calling, God will already answer and say, here I am. It is the season when the plowman overtakes the reaper. It is the season that if you'll see it, you can see it, it's happening right now. But here's one thing that you have to do. The first thing is this, remember not the former things nor consider the things of old. You have to let go of old mindsets. There's people that you need to forgive and not just the people, but listen, you're still going over in your mind things that you did that you wish you wouldn't have done because if you wouldn't have done those things or maybe if you would have done something different or maybe if you would have paid more of attention or maybe if you would have, however, if changed this thing, maybe this wouldn't have happened or so-and-so wouldn't have turned out like that or this, this mistake wouldn't have happened. And what happened is that's why it says don't consider the things of old. You're constantly going back and considering the past let me tell you some, a part of forgiveness, what forgiveness is, a big part of it. Forgiveness is giving up all hope for a better past. Do you hear me? You have to give up all hope for a better past because as long as you're still hoping for a better past or going over those decisions in your mind, you know what? You can't see. Why? Because vision is never backward. Vision is always forward. Look what it says. Look, I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing it now. Look, do you not perceive it? That word perceive, it means see. Can't you see? Church, can't you see that this year's different? Can't you sense that God, it's a different time? 
Can't, can't, you, can't you see that, that, that the Lord, that there's this prophetic time, there is this new time, there is this new day where God is, is making the church the church, that he's given us grace, that he's given us everything at our disposal. He's given us visions, he's given us revelation. He's doing everything possible so that we can have eyes to see and finally get the vision that he has for our lives. Can't you see it? Can't you see that he's doing a new thing? Look what he says, I'll make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. In the very place that you said there can be no life here, God says, I'll make life and I'll do it like that. I'm doing it now. Look, the wild beast will honor me. Wives, look, there's your promise. Your husband's gonna get saved. That was a joke. I'm preaching 10 minutes longer just because y'all didn't laugh <laughs> enough at that. Look at this. I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert to give drink. This is the deal. Watch. To give drink to my chosen people. God is jealous for covenant people that honor him and give him praise. He no longer wants us drinking from toxic wells and poisonous water and things that don't satisfy. Why? Because we're his chosen people. Look, the people who I formed for myself, look, that they might what? Declare my praise. Why am I doing this now? Why will I do these miracles now? Why will there be no delay? Because it's time for my chosen people to give me the honor and the praise to demonstrate to the world who God is. Now watch, when I'm talking about praise, okay? Your praise, our words are praise, yes? Our worship is praise, yes. Our money is praise. Our, our tithe, our, our offerings, that's sacred. It's an act of praise. Yes, our works are praise. What I'm talking about, this is a lifestyle of praise. So watch this. If God right now, there's no delay. If God is bringing the rain and bringing the rivers, where all of this life and all of these miracles are gonna start popping up. Watch this. When that water hits, do you have the seeds of praise sown in the soil so that that thing springs up right now? When you praise God in a trial, you know what you're doing? You're sowing seeds. When you give God that tithe, when it hurts, you know what you're doing? You're sowing seeds. You know, when you, when you forgive someone or you go the extra mile or, 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 or do something kind for that person at work or serve in the parking lot or whatever it is, when you serve like that, you know what you're doing? You're sowing seeds. 
And I'm telling you that right now it is raining and if you have seeds in the soil, what was a desert is gonna become a beautiful garden. I'm telling you if you have seeds in the soil, what once was a wilderness is gonna become a beautiful place. I'm telling you, God is saying this, I'll give you everything and I'll give you everything now. But what I ask from you is praise. That's it. That's covenant. What does God say? I'll deliver you. I'll set you free. I'll set you apart. I'll save you. I'll redeem you. And you'll be my people. And you'll give me praise. That's covenant. Our tithes. When we tithe, you understand, that's praise. Think of a family. What, what kind of family, how can you be in a family if, if there's no sharing? Can you imagine someone in a family, if they had like had their own refrigerator, they had their own food, whatever, like every time they came to the dinner table, they brought their own stuff? That's not a family. Your tithe is praise. Your words or praise. This is covenant. This is what God wants from us. And watch this. If we don't give God praise, then God doesn't have a witness. If we don't give God praise, then God, he doesn't have a people. There's no light. There's no witness. There's, 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 no, there's no showing the world who God is. Do you see? This is why we get into this, this serious side of God. Sin's not a problem, he'll forgive you your sins. Messing up's not a problem, he'll do that. But what he wants is loyalty, and what loyalty looks like is praise. From your mouth, from your mouth, from your words, from your wallet, from your works. We can't just come to church once a month and be entertained and think that we're God's people. We're not. And we won't experience this now miracle blessing that God wants to give. Look, this is why, look. So he says all this. Look at the very next verse though. See, here's the, the tension. Yet you did not call upon me, O oh, Jacob. But you have been weary of me. You know what that word weary, it means familiar, like duty. You knew I was doing what I was willing to, I was doing all this. You don't call upon me. You've been weary of me. Look, you've not brought me your sheep for burnt offerings or honored me with your sacrifices. What God's saying is you've not given me praise. You have no seed in the ground. (sighs) 
Verse 24 says, you've not brought me sweet cane with money. Do you really think God needs sweet cane? He's talking about us, but there's not praise. Look, look what he says. You've not satisfied me with the fat of your sacrifices. Look, but you have burdened me with your sins and you've wearied me with your iniquities. Look what he says. Here's why he's wearied. I, I'm he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and I will not remember your sins. What God's saying is this, he says, you're, you're wearying me because all you have to do is repent and I'll forgive you like that. All you have to do is confess and I'll forgive you like that and I'll cleanse you like that. I'll blot out your sins just like that, but you continue to go on and on with them with no repentance. If we're gonna be God's people, we have to repent. He's not asking for perfection, but he's asking for praise. He's asking you to get back up. He's reminding you that he blots out your sins and he won't remember them anymore. Look at this. Put me in remembrance. I love this. Let us argue together. What a God. Set forth your case that you may be proved right. God's saying this, you know that word remembrance? Put me in remembrance. You know where else that word is? When Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. He's saying, remember our covenant. I give you everything that's mine, but you give me your praise. And if you think that there is something unfair or something that you should be receiving that you're not getting. I wanna hear about it. I wanna discuss that with you. And here's what you'll find. Okay, you're tithing, but you're not getting a financial breakthrough. Talk to God about that. You know what he, he might show you? Yes, that's true, but you're treating your employers unfairly. Yes, that's true but you're hiding money from your spouse and you're cheating on this. Do you see? Why? Because he wants you blessed. If there's not a breakthrough, if there's not that blessing, God wants to hear about it. God wants you to hold him at his word. But I'm telling you this, if you do not give God praise, there will be no harvest in your life if you do not give God your tithes, your offerings. Do you understand? There's only two reasons you wouldn't do that, either out of fear or out of greed. Either one of those are not an excuse. The only reason that you wouldn't give God praise, lift your hands, why are you embarrassed? Are you embarrassed for people to, are you, are you embarrassed to talk about Jesus at work? Is, is, that, is that what the church has gotten to? 
Is that the, the, the world will, will shout from the rooftop the most filthiest, obscene, crazy stuff, but you won't open your mouth and say, let me tell you what Jesus did for me. You won't be bold for Jesus. Well, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. God's ready to turn your workplace into a revival center if you will start giving him praise. I want the worship team to come up. I want the worship team to come up. And here's what God's gonna do. The first thing that we're gonna do is we're gonna repent. The next thing that's gonna happen is God's gonna give you vision and he's gonna resurrect dreams that you thought were dead. They're not, they're just dormant. The next thing that he's gonna do is he's gonna heal you from your past and you're gonna be able to forgive and let go and you're gonna see for the very first time. The next thing that he's gonna do, the things that you've been believing for, that you've given up on, he's gonna give you a fresh hope. I'm telling you, there is fresh hope in God's house today. There's hope. And the next thing that he's gonna do is he's gonna give you vision and help you understand, watch. The harvest is not coming, the harvest is here. The rain, it is raining here right now, spiritually speaking. It is a new season, he's doing a new thing. What once was a desert is now gonna be a fruitful place. There's gonna be streams in your wilderness. There's gonna be things that you've been praying for that God's gonna answer. You're gonna start seeing answers. Listen, prayer's gonna start being a lot less complicated in your life. You know why? Because you're gonna say, Lord, I'm yours and I'm giving you praise and I know that everything that you have is mine and what I have is yours. So Lord, I need you to do this, this, this in Jesus' name. And you know what God might show you? Okay, I need you to do this, this, and this. And it's gonna be done just like that. You want that? Okay, well, I need you to tell that person you're sorry. You want that right there? I need you to take a step of faith and apply for this job that you don't feel qualified for. You wanna do this? I need you to take a step of faith and confide in someone that you have a problem with alcohol or with drugs. It's, it's that simple. God, watch, God, here's what God does. He orders our steps. He shows us what steps to take. As soon as we take a step, guess what? It's like God brings the escalator. Do you see what I'm saying? You don't go step by step. You take one step. He's put you seven stories up. I'm telling you, now is the time. It's happening now. There's no more delays. Some of you are getting healed today, right now, right here, right now. There's no more delays. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.